Hey, what's up? Do you like sex, love, and astrology? I do. You're in the right place. Let's dig in. Let's go. <laughs> Looked at my arm and she made a magic sign. She said, what you need is love potion number nine. I don't know why I have that song in my head, but I do. And now it's in your head. Welcome to Astromanics, the show where I put random songs in your head and you're welcome. Uh, it's a great song. It's on my Halloween playlist. So I love it. All right. So today you're wondering, who am I going to interview? Well, I'm not interviewing everyone. Honestly, the wells run dry a little bit there. Only so many people want to talk about sex for to the public. Do you know what I mean? Weird. I don't know why anybody would have a hard time talking about this. Hmm. So instead, let's look at Gene Wilder's chart. Who is Gene Wilder? I know you did not just fucking ask me that. You did not just ask me who Gene Wilder is. Oh my God. Oh my God. I don't have it pulled up. Okay. Let's show you who Gene Wilder is. The genius that is Mr. Wilder. Voila. Here's his pictures here. Um, Young Frankenstein is what I think of him as like during Halloween time. And Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. That is this dude. That guy is a genius. He's a comedic friggin' genius. And I love him. I adore him. He is interesting in that... There is a sexiness to him. Like there is. A, and I thought, ooh, maybe I should look at his chart. And I wondered if he had like a chart with a time of birth, because oftentimes uh, people who are born in the 1930s, like Mr. Gentleman here was, don't have the exact time of birth. Right. It's like they didn't know astrologers are going to be clamoring for this information later. Uh, but yeah, let's you guys want to talk about Gene Wilder. I mean, I know I do. I love the guy. Like, uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, I think, was the first uh, time I, like, saw him. And I bet we could find some, like, memes and stuff, too. You guys want to see some memes? Not that one. That's just my launch Zoom. Um, Gene, Let's see. Willy Wonka memes. I know it's, like, they have so many of them because they're really fun. Like this one where he's got his hand and he's like thinking, right? So tell me again how Wikipedia is complete. Yeah, right, right. So he has like all kinds of stuff and you can use him for anything, right? Like he's hilarious. I love him. And they keep remaking, actually, I mean, the classic, the Charlie and Chocolate Factory, right? So we have a book written by Roald Dahl back in the day. Again, a book I read as a kid or actually I think I was in third grade when they, when my teacher read the book to me. And then I fell in love with Roald Dahl because the BFG and Matilda, I have his complete set because he's a fucking genius too. But uh, Gene Wilder was the first, I believe, to play the character of Willy Wonka. And then we have Johnny Depp and now there's another dude. Um, I know there's another one coming out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that one guy, forget his name, he's in Dune whatever we'll look at him later he's awesome i love the guy who is going to be playing him up next oh my 
my gosh, what is his name? Oh, I'm looking at his picture. If you're watching this on YouTube, I'm looking at his picture right now. Um, oh, what is the name? Timothy Chalamet. Thank you. Timothy Chalamet. That's his name. He's the next one up for playing Willy Wonka. And I'm not disappointed with that choice, honestly. But before I get away too hoard from this auction, let's do a Gene Wilder's chart. And I know he was born. His name was Jerome, I believe, right? That was his name. Jerome. Whatever. You know him as Gene Wilder. That is his stage name. Let's look at that dude's chart. Here. Here he is. So Mr. Jerome was born uh, June 11th, 1933. Plug that into your stuff. Uh, 3.50 a.m. And it had a, a double A on the Rodden rating, which means, hey, this is a pretty good time for this dude. Which is great. Okay. Mr. Wilder here. Mr. Wilder has a Gemini son in the second house. This means that a part of the way that this person will make money is by words, quick words, witty words, uh, trickstery words, right? When I think of Gemini, I think of youthful. I think of young. I think of Disney almost always. Like a lot of Geminis I know love Disney or Gemini places love Disney or like, you know, youthful, young-hearted anime. Another thing too that Geminis will tend to love. Um yeah, anything that is like changing the story in love with story and puzzles and the puzzles of the story. And does can it work this way and that way, right? Gemini is the twins. I hold this concept and this concept at the same time, right? Oh, and he's got Black Moon Lilith right next to it. 14 degrees retrograde. He has Black Moon Lilith conjunct his son 19 degrees of gemini so an outcast so this means that uh he is going to appeal to the outcast and also a part of his awareness the way that we will see him when we are watching him will have something to do with black moon lilith which is uh a bit of the outcast which i must say he kind of is i mean young frankenstein right he's talking about a schwanstucker right uh, something that would be kind of sexy right because black moon lilith can denote a little bit of sexiness uh, he would have liked in a mistress sexually, something a, a type of person that would have sexually turned him on that had a like feminine energy about them would be um, a woman who is also witty, quick, quick witted. Right. A woman who is also um, maybe um, an outcast. Right. A, a, an outcast for her wit. Right. Uh, something like that, maybe like what he wants in a mistress is somebody who can match his like his, you know, wit, not me, obviously. God, my words are just everywhere today. So if we put in here too, this is kind of fun. So like, let's say you were like, oh my God, how do I find out? You have some random person's chart. It's not Gene. Let's say it's, this is not Gene Wilder's chart. And you wanted to know what a person might be like um, and you want to know how to like look this up, right? So I have Gene, I have um, Sun in Gemini, second house. So let's show Googling this. Uh, sun in Je oh, look, it's already there. It's there because I thought, oh, I should show people this because I had looked it up. But Sun in Gemini in the second house individual um, are many minded 
um, or sorry, many sided, quick in thought and action, clever with words, skillful at handling others and brimming with new ideas. I mean, that sounds a lot like Gene Wilder, right? Like I said, just that quick wit, things like that. Um, but yeah, it's an easy resource for him, right? I think that's really interesting. Um, we have a Venus and a Mercury conjunct. Venus at three degrees, Cancer, third house, uh, is attracted to women. The third house, it does represent communication and Mercury is here, right? So uh, communicates well, attractively. People want to listen to him. Cancer is kind of warm hearted too. It can be warm hearted. Um, but there's a nurturing quality to it, a mothering, a nursing quality to it. Uh, cancer placements too, I've noticed in people, there definitely tends to be a psychic vibe. I know like I hear about like Scorpio and Pisces having that psychic vibe, but I'm going to say cancers like tend to be like the people who are like all, uh, oh, standing there. Like I'll, I'll see a lot of psychics with it that have it like up in the upper half of like up here, right? Seventh through 12th. If you have cancer up here in the 7th through 12th and something about you, um, you will then have a sort of more psychic connection to the broader audience. He would have an extreme psychic connection maybe to his siblings. I don't know if he had any siblings, but if he did, he would definitely experience some kind. He definitely experienced favorable thoughts about them and they would experience favorable favorable, uh, maybe extreme though. Pluto makes a bit of a crisis wherever it is. Um, so it may not have been devoid of crisis, but Venus and Mercury here, those definitely ensure that he would have had easy communication with his siblings, right? Um, with his, um, short community circle, right? Within the community that he was in, um, which I think is very interesting. So, uh, Venus in Cancer attracts, um, kind of in the way that a mother would attract, best way that I can like think of that like mom's attracting he's a milf <laughs> maybe maybe he would be um but uh yeah his communication style would be seen as you would want him to talk to you right um which I think is kind of interesting and um Pluto extremifies the planets that it's around. So this would be um, ec extreme communication that is attractive, like an extremely attractive nurse. <laughs> it's like That's like what's coming to my mind. Oh my God, I'm faltering. I'm faltering. Uh, but yeah, the third house also is the house of like sort of goddess worship right? Asteroids. I think Dimitri George talks about the third house as being uh, the house of the goddess. And then Cancer is ruled by the moon, a very, very sort of um, feminine, you know, in touch with femininity, right, would be Mr. Wilder here. Um, so I think that that is also very interesting, right? Um, would be attracted to women, is what I would say too here. Um, but really attractive and attracted to nurturing witty people, uh, very attracted to witty mercurial people because he has a Mars 
in Virgo, so do I, his is in the fifth house, which means that he would flirt by way of dangling it out there in front of people, kind of maybe like you don't know if he's going to operate on his sexual, um, like he's pursuing someone sexually, but you don't know if he's going to operate on it or not because Virgo is a sign of the virgin. I keep everyone at arm's length until I know that I want to be actually intimate with you if they are looking for intimacy. Um, but it is uh, Mercury ruled. Mercury's in Cancer. So again, we have that attraction piece there. Um, and then his son is ruled by Mercury, right? And then he's okay. So he is a charming, witty, um, quick-witted yeah person and that is how he's going to flirt that is part of how he expresses himself in a childlike way right um but also virgo can be pretty judgy <laughs> like uh we think of a lot of details uh and so we kind of can't understand when people don't think to write someone right or when people don't think to communicate to someone it'll be like how could you not think about that that doesn't make any sense right um, but yeah, I was just looking at this. So Mars is a, an aggressive planet, but in the sign of Virgo, it gets slowed down quite a bit more. And, um, before he opens his legs, he might want to be, um, certain that he will feel nurtured by the person and that it's someone he can nurture and with words. Does that make sense? Which I think is interesting. He uh, has Jupiter in Virgo. I do too. Uh, um, so Jupiter in Virgo, this means that he, he would have had um, a really hard time with accepting sort of all religions or beliefs, right? Or caring about them so much because, or he would have cared about them. Anyway, Jupiter is our beliefs. So in the fifth house, it would bring him joy to share his beliefs with the world, right? Um, and then his beliefs would be more like the humble. Like I definitely want to, I find that I want to uplift or raise up the humble or those who are misunderstood because Aquarius, which he has to. Um, so because he would... See, if he saw a person who was humble, there would be something about him that would want to lift them up, make them feel special, right? And he might undo himself in doing so, right? Because you're like, oh, I just want you to feel so special. He has Neptune here, and Neptune makes for a very magnetic, glamorous, something otherworldly about the person. So he's got... So that Neptune then affects his beliefs. So otherworldly, humble, there's a humbleness to him, right? Um, and a humility or an awkwardness also to him pursuing uh, sexual things, right? Imagine something, somebody who's not smooth with the ladies, but like, but is smooth. Now he would be smooth because that Neptune kind of ensures a little bit of smoothness, but he may have been um, not as aware of his smoothness, maybe. 
but yeah, Neptune makes a very um, a dreamier kind of person. You know, it it adds its sex appeal here because Mars is sex and this would be sex appeal. Um, his sex appeal would be somehow um, when I think of uh, Virgo, I think of like engineers, right? I think of sort of nerdier people because um, I have so much Virgo too. Um People who love the details of things, who want to refine and purify things. So he would have been unable to purify his beliefs in a way, but they would still come through. Anyway, just like a thought. So a way that he would flirt, how you would know that Gene Wilder is flirting with you is one witty banter and words, right? Um. Two, maybe he is sharing his beliefs with you in some way, right? He is um, taking action on his uh, beliefs. Uh, Jupiter is the planet of wealth, but Mars kind of severs. I don't know that he would take you out someplace super hoity-toity. I don't. I don't know that he would want to impress you at a restaurant. I mean, okay. He does have a seventh house. His seventh house is Scorpio, which does mean that he would want to have a little bit of control, whoever it is that he is married to or in a committed relationship with. He would definitely maybe be the sort to maybe keep tabs if he thought you were cheating on him or something like that, right? Because Scorpio is a bit of control, right? It's also the planet of um, death, too. I know that he was married to Gilda Radner, and she was a comedian, right? I think that was the only person that he was married to, though. Uh, and I know that she did die of cancer, so. But he has no, there's no personal planets in there or anything. Oh, but um, Mars is a ruler of Scorpio, and Mars is in his fifth house. Hmm. So maybe somebody that he liked to flirt with passing. I don't know. Just kind of the thoughts that we, you start seeing things and you think, how could that be connected when I do know something? But anyway, God, stop getting me off track, you guys. Sheesh. Uh, we have a moon in Aquarius. You know he is weird. You know he is weird. Which is also what I love about him. Oh, shit. Okay. So I have a two degree sun in the 11th house of Aquarius, right? So people see me as weird. Oh no, as a rebel. Oh gee, whatever. I like it. I like being a weird rebel, okay? Whatever. Then like you, people have to self-select in to be around me. And I'm like, I'm kind of down for that. You know, I could fit anywhere, but being me and not having to be, I don't know. I'm authentic as fuck. Gene, so are you. So Gene has a moon at four degrees of Aquarius. That's two away from mine. Oh man, it makes me want to talk to him now, right? Because like, I'd be like, oh shit. I would want to ask him so many things. But I wonder if this is part of the reason why um, I find him interesting, right? Because uh, of that Aquarius moon. That means that he would have been very, very logical about with his emotions, right? He's got the voice of an angel, right? The uh, Venus Mercury. He's got the voice of a nurturer, somebody who cares. 
But then his intellect or his emotional world, right, is reserved because Saturn's here. So he has a Saturn 16 degrees retrograde in Aquarius. Saturn is at home here. Saturn is also at home in that 10th house here. Saturn is set up here for him. Um, And Saturn is influencing his inner world. This means that he definitely would make decisions that were very logical, right? For him to make for his career, it is in his 10th house. It means that the way that he would come across then in his career would be awkward, quirky, unconventional, but structured. I don't know. Or has a heritage in some way, right? Because Saturn is about lineage and heritage. It's also about delays. So I wonder if he experienced, like maybe he didn't get to know his emotional self till later in life, right? Or know what he really wanted later in life. I kind of wonder now. I don't know. Um, But yeah, moon here, it... It does mean that he would have had to have grown up pretty quickly, right? Because uh, Moon and Aquarius children uh, tend to have to not feel their feelings so much as figure out what the adults around them are doing so that they can um, figure out, is this me? Is this you? Right? So there's a detachment because maybe wherever it is that they're around is a little bit chaotic. And so you feel like you have to... um, detach so that you're not as <gasps> affected if that makes sense um so yeah he would have had sort of a detached he might have been the kind of person who swam away because he's got an 11th house pisces with a north node this means a part of his karma part of his life was to be uh, a part of fantasy right to be artistic right um yeah, to uh, a Neptune, Neptune, a ruler, Neptune and Jupiter, right? Both those co-rulers are in his fifth house. So um, in a very detailed way, be very magnetic and m- make people feel like they are connected to you, right? Like he's everybody and you get him, but because like he can connect everyone. Um, but he also is very logical and scientific, right? Because that Aquarius there and quirky, right? Interesting. Interesting, Mr. Wilder. Uh, he has a one degree, uh, North Node Pisces. I have a Venus in Pisces. So, and I have an Aquarius sun 11th house. So like, that's why part of the reason why he's, it's like, he's attractive, but not. You know, like a, like a, I don't know, an interesting sort of bottom tier attraction, if you will. It's not like I look at him, like if I were to see his picture, I wouldn't be like, all. maybe not though. There were some of those pictures. Do you see some of these pictures, right? Like if I look at somebody, like this picture here, if you're on YouTube, okay. Google Gene Wilder, click on images and pictures of him will show up. There's ones where he is looking right at the camera that I'm like, all, oh, oh, um, like IMBD, IMDB, right? Um, that picture is pretty good. Something about that picture is pretty like, oh, damn, okay, 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 you know? But I really think the reason why I personally would find him like 
sexy is that Neptune? Is that Neptune, Jupiter, Mars, right? Gives me a bit of a magnetic attraction and he would flirt in a way that would be comfortable for me, like kind of day to day. And then my son would inform his moon and we would have endless conversations. I know it's because Mary, my bestie has a, um, a moon at two degrees, right? Conjunct my son at two degrees. And our conversation is endless, right? No end. Well, he would have been at home in roles, uh, mature roles, Saturn, Aquarius. Anyway, um, but yes, when I think of his character in Willy Wonka and I think of him wanting how unconventional he was there, how quirky he was there, how I don't give a fuck about anybody else or like what you think here, except for what really mattered, which was like the children, right? You know, the character cared about the children and their character, right? Yeah, something about that, right? Their maturity level, right? Because Saturn is also about maturity. Anyway, just like super interesting. Oh, okay. So he's got an Eros in the ninth house of Capricorn. Uh, this does mean that um, Capricorns might've turned him on. <laughs> Eros is like, oh shit, I find that irresistible. So a person who like, who has goals, right? Oh, I've got this goal, this big goal, this mountain I want to climb to achieve this goal. He would have been like, tell me more, right? Like he would have liked achievers, maybe even overachievers, right? Capricorn can really overachieve. He definitely would have been very attracted to those who work as hard as they party, but hard workers, he would have been very attracted to that. Um, really interesting. That's kind of fun. So, and then ninth house is, um, maybe big goals around traveling, right? I'd like to travel. He would definitely talk to someone who wanted to travel the world or who had a goal maybe of visiting so many countries before they died, right? Like Gene would have been probably more like, Ooh, tell me more, you know, why? Like, that's interesting. Um, philosophical people too, um, altruistic people because Capricorn can be very altruistic as well. Um, volunteering their time, always wanting to be busy, right? Always on the go. So he definitely would have been turned on by philosophical go-getters, if you will. Um, and yeah, people who are nurturing and caring, right? Um, sensitive people. He would have been attracted to people who were intuitive, very intuitive. And yeah, who were like super witty. Uh, when I think about him being in bed with somebody, oh, um, all right. So if I, here's what I would do for him. <laughs> all right. Um, for him, I think it would be really interesting to, okay, roll with me on this. He has a Uranus in Aries, right? Um, Uranus is like where we like to be conventional as well. It's a signifier of Aquarius in my book. And so um, quick to be unconventional, right? Um, uh, quick to be quirky, uh, quick to defend the downtrodden or the underdog, right? Um, it gives an extra quick innovator, like extra quick innovator right there. Um, anyway, it's in the 12th house. Um, it's like right above his ascendant. His ascendant is 24 degrees Taurus. This would make him very sensual and a little bit slower than, say, a Gemini is. This would have given him definitely like a sensuality. Okay. So definitely I'm going to cut off like his senses. Cut off. 
I mean, like, you know, you could blindfold him. Okay, you can only taste this, right? And then, like, give him weird things to try and then let him comedically banter with me with whatever it was that I was giving him. Um, I think that'd be awesome. Um, and then something else that I might do is, so Virgo screams medicinal to me, right? Um, so maybe I would do some like, um, fantastic medicinal thing. Like I'm going to cut into you and maybe use like, um, this, uh, I once met this woman who had these, like, um, these finger things and they were attached to an electric thing. And when she put it on your shoulder, it felt like she was slicing you open. It was great. So I would definitely maybe try that with him i don't know if his i think his scorpio might love it though that scorpio seventh house might love that i'm cutting into him like i'm gonna access the deepest parts of you but in a story like metaphorically speaking like i'm making an incision i'm opening you up right and I'm going to remove the heaviness of your glibble globber, like something ridiculous, right? And now I'm going to take out your heart retractor, right? Like just say like weird shit, you know? And then he would probably laugh and I imagine would banter back with me, you know? But stuff like that. And when I sew this up, almost like a hip, a hypnosis thing, like that'd be really rad to like have a, a sexy time with him. That's totally how I would go about it. And I would, I would feel at home being awkward, which I totally am. I am not smooth. Like I come across as smoother than maybe I might be, but like when I'm in the moment, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, if I know somebody's chart though, then I can know exactly what the fuck I'm doing and plan it out. My Virgo likes to plan, likes to know the details. He might like to plan and know the details. I wonder if he wouldn't like to not know what was going on. He'd have to trust me for a while. We'd have to go maybe on a few dates before I fucking bring out the claws and open them up. You know what I mean? Like probably have to go on a few dates first, but that would be really fun to do that. And then, cause it'd be philosophical too, right? I'd be playing with that philosophical, like I want to remove heaviness, which is what ninth house is. Um, you know, I want to make you feel uplifted, right? Like that's ninth house and he would love that, you know, ah, maybe one day I'm going to have to like figure out how I'm going to show you what I would do like a science lab. I thought about that, how cool that would be to have like a science lab and then show what I would do to people sexually, you know, based on their charts. I just think that would be maybe rad. <laughs> Or do like a live thing of it? I don't know. Would you watch that? Would you watch me do a live thing on a person? Maybe not like, I don't want it to be like an OnlyFans. I have an OnlyFans thing, but I haven't used it or looked at it in forever. Well, let me know. I could be a, a, an astrological scientist who operates on people and you could watch the video of it. I think that might be really stupendous. Anyway. All right. Those are my thoughts. Uh, book a reading with us. If you want to know about your chart or if you have a chart of a person who you want to seduce, let me help you plan that.
Oh, I love that stuff. Um, yeah, I'm going to stop sharing now. Thanks for joining me. I'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening. Check out our playlists on our website. We have Zodiac playlists at teamaquarius.com. Thank you.